Hey everyone, Glass again for uh, Aesthetic Soundwaves, show number 20, part 2 of the 78's Enrico Caruso. We're going into the opera realm today, or at least the older form of it. Um, that uh, introduction sound was O Sole Mio, sung by Enrico Caruso. Uh, so yeah. Um, there's one there's one thought I want to throw out to you guys just before I go anywhere else today. I got a, a few, actually. One, I really enjoyed making this episode. I, I've been listening to classical and opera for years, so I really like the material. Um, but it's... But this was a really special episode for me to put together, so I, I hope you... You ladies and gentlemen out there Enjoy this one I put it together Tried to put the mood right So forth so on And yeah enjoy Anyway um, If you listen to that song And it really It didn't This is believe it or not The first time it hit me That song is Really close to another pop song That's popular That Elvis Presley put out And I was listening to it And all of a sudden For some unknown reason uh, That one of Elvis's son, it's now or never. That son, right? That came into my head. I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's crazy, right? So I had known that Elvis was into opera, but it never kicked in until then. So if you feel like it, take a listen to that son and then 
retake a listen to O Sole Mio and see, compare the two, and I think you'll see the differences as they're there, you know? And as we all know, um, Elvis was very good at taking a lot of different songs and making them into pop format. So, um, yeah, that's that, my little thought for the day. But I don't want to speak much today because I really want you guys to feel the vibe that I put into this episode. Uh, so, I'm going to get right into the music and shut up. Let's, uh, let's build into the first song, which, as I say, today is all about Enrico Caruso, a opera singer that my mom grew up listening to. Her parents would play him around. So, this song is also, or not song, excuse me, this episode is also dedicated to my mom. Uh, uh, for, and thank you for raising me with, uh, you know, open-mindedness to various forms of music and or thought. Anyway, uh, the, uh, title of this track is uh, Spirito Gentile, which translate in, translates into Spirit So Fair. This comes from La Favorita, written by Donizetti, and Act 4. We'll just go from there and I will speak to you in a few. Oh, <laughs> 
So, right after Spirit So Fair, we have Largo, which was written by Handel. 
And, you know, before we go any further, I actually want to give you some info about uh, Enrico Caruso. Interesting character. He was born on February 25th of 1970, or excuse me, 1873. And he died in August 2nd, on August 2nd, 1921, in Naples, Italy, where he was also born also. Third, Third of seven children. And uh, his father was a mechanic and foundry worker. He felt he should follow in the same trade, but obviously he didn't. Uh, after his mom died, he to, ra- to raise cash for his family, he basically became a street singer and started, I guess that's how he got recognized, but that was uh, around 1819 that his singing career was temporarily interrupted for the 45 days of service that I guess they had to do in the Italian... Um, military at that time frame so uh, he made more than 260 recordings in America for the Victor talking machine or RCA Victor or Victrola um, from 1904 to 1920 earliest recordings were just piano and you're gonna hear some of them mixed in, in these especially 70s that I found um, Later on, they were done with the orchestras, uh, especially the one-sided. When they say Victor Talking Machine, you can you can see the earlier formats, and then that's when Victor switched over to the double-sided uh, 78s, and so on. Anyway, he was kind of a uh, a rebel of his time because he was one of the first uh, classical recording artists to record on a gramophone, which at that time was considered sound-wise impure because, as you know, the gramophone was... uh, the sound quality to record on wasn't that great. And so a lot of operatic and classical people felt that the live format, which we can argue is good, was the only way to hear it. It wasn't until later that people, other operatic singers, learned that how much money he was making off these recordings that they also jumped on the bagwin bandwagon go figure right that's the music industry for you so anyway that's a little uh backdrop on enrico caruso so this uh next piece i will be playing for you guys actually this one is a I'm going to dedicate this one to uh, one of my friends in Massachusetts. Um, If you're listening to this episode, I ask you to light a cigar. (laughs) Well, you probably know the rest of my thought on this one, but uh, (laughs) it's kind of an inside joke, but this one's for you, man. Um, It's uh, the title of it is called Tarantella Napolitana, written by Papolian Rosini and off of the opera La Danza. I will speak to you guys in a minute.
So after uh, the Tarantella, <laughs> Godfather just pops into my head still, but um, uh, Mapari, uh, uh, Mapari uh, is the next one after that, Like a Dream, translation. Uh, the writer of that was Flauto, and uh, off the opera, Martha, Act 3. And then after that was uh, Serenetta, Memories of a Concert. So... As I said, I'm really trying to keep the speaking down to a minimum today. So I'm just going to go back into the beautiful music that you are hearing. Next song, Forza del Destino. Uh, Solini wrote this, actually. So let's take a listen, shall we? Oh, <laughs> 
This is, um, I don't know about you, but making this episode just put, not one, it relaxed me and entranced me at the same time. But then there's the entrancing part that got me more. It's very beautiful material, I believe, that's on, that we're playing today. So, after Forza del Destino, um, the, I played for you, Aria di Marcello e non ho che una pavera stanzetta, which translates into Marcello's, Marcello's heir. I have only a little room. Um, uh, written by Leon Corello, uh, off Labawim, Act 2. After that was Allegi, uh, Melody, it's actually a French song, um, and uh, it's a song of mourning. Then, after that was Finesta di Lucive, excuse me, Finesta Che Lucive, it's a Neapolitan song, which translates into The Shining Window. So I want to share a little thought, actually. Um, the uh about I don't know, I want to say a month ago now, maybe three weeks ago either way i uh, i um I ended up going to go see an opera here at the uh, Michigan Opera theater here in Detroit, and the opera was Serrano based off obviously off the novel and the play so really beautiful opera, but the thought I have to throw out to you guys is this the um the man who wrote the opera. Towards the middle of the last, very last act, um, it was a, a it was a three-act opera, and um, yeah, it was it's a very uh, very very moving piece uh, of music. But um, it's it's funny because he's I guess he's retiring because he also owns the Michigan Opera Theater. I'm forgetting his name now. Is uh, yeah, either way. Um, but back to point, what it is is that he, uh, during, right before the very last solo was done, he ended up saying in the audience, and uh, actually about two chairs down to my left, on the because I was on the floor, and, you know, he, this guy was, you know, very moving, a very moving ending of the opera, and man, of the aria, and this guy you know, crying like most people were, and they're very moving material. And it kind of hit me how crazy it is. This guy had been writing this opera for something like 10, 12 years, right? Revised it one, two times, something to that extent. So he uh, he ended up, uh, as I said, he was sitting right next to me. And, yeah, so it's just kind of crazy, you know, that, you know, he, no matter how many times I guess he's probably heard it, the ending's still moving. Like his creation still gave him an, an emotion of something. Like you can feel all the passion he put into his work, right? Which really brought something into my head. Like the master's creation, right? And it's almost like that's relatable to us, you know. I mean, I feel like if we put the same passion to whatever it is, whether it be our work or hobbies, so forth, so on, um, when we put our 100% into it all, we really see the effect that comes out of it. And I hope, 
that this same effect comes out of my shows, you know, that I do. And I hope that even if it's just one person that, you know, vibes out on these things, hey, cool, you know, I've done my job. So, anyway, that's a little forethought for the day. Um, what did I entitle this in my notes? I called Master's Cry Slash Thoughts. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the next Enrico Caruso, shall we? Uh, the title of this is called A La Paterna Mana. Mano, uh, My Paternal Hand, uh, written by Verde off the opera Macbeth. So, I will see you in a minute.
Okay, so right after um, that that one from Macbeth, there's two inserts from Travatore, written by Verde, um, and actually these next two ones also feature operatic female singer uh, Louise Homer on those. Excuse me. Um, title of the first one, A Nestore Monti, uh, which translates into Home to Our Mountains. That comes off Act 4 of uh, Travatore, as does the one after that. Uh, it, the title of that is called Mal Regindo al Aspro Asalto, um, titled, or in translation, excuse me, At My Mercy Lay the Foe. That's off Act 2. Then, last but not least, was uh, Uni di al Azuro Spazio, um, Translation, Once or the Azure Fields, um, actually written by Andrea uh, Chenier. Um, so, we are actually ending this episode for the day, but fear not, I am. Uh, we still have two more episodes of 78s coming up. So, uh, you know, stay seated because uh, I got a lot of more good music coming at you. But we are done for the opera for the day. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and I am going to take you out with a song everyone knows, Ave Maria. Ladies and gentlemen, I will catch you on the next episode of Aesthetic Sound Waves of 
part three of the 78s. I will speak to you next time. Glass, signing out.